The Catalyst, a CEP podcast on bold leadership in the Ocala Metro. Hosted by the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership. Sponsored by Douglas Law Firm. And recorded live at Wiley Productions Podcast Studios, located in Ocala, Florida. Welcome to The Catalyst. I'm your host, Natalie McComb, Vice President for the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership Foundation, and I'm joined today by Mayor-elect Ben Marciano, owner of Zone Health and Fitness. Great to have you on the show, Ben. It's a pleasure to be here with you. So first off, congratulations on being um, the city of Ocala's mayor-elect. Did you ever imagine as a kid that you would be serving as an elected official? Never. Honestly, this was about two years ago that it came on my heart, but I never would have thought I would be a mayor of Ocala. Yeah, and what a privilege, what a privilege. And we're, we're very excited to have you um, because after running a, a successful business uh, with two locations here in Ocala since 2014, um, what made you run for mayor after obviously being very busy, working on your business, expanding your business? You say that um, it kind of came to your heart. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So, you know, early in my business, it was a lot about how could I be successful for myself? Um, and I was always driving it. Being a business owner is not easy. Mm-hmm. So every day it was about going to work, making sure the business was successful. And um, I really was not fulfilled. Mm-hmm. When I found my happiness and peace is when I served others and I served the community. And we really, we've done that well as an organization, Zone Health and Fitness has. I think we've served the community well and I've loved it. And that's uh, really, when I think of the mayor job, is the job is to serve the community mm-hmm. and make the community better. So it really is, I think it's my purpose and passion, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I'm excited for it. So when you talk about that that personal fulfillment, I guess um, for you, you know, early on in the business, obviously you found some success, um, you know, but I but I also think a big part of it um, has been that fulfillment in, in growing your team. Can you talk a little bit about your team? Yeah, so I'm blessed. I have an amazing uh, team at Zone, uh, Tracy who is now the owner-operator, has been with me since my days at the YMCA. She Mm -hmm. came over to Zone, and she's amazing. Um, But I would tell you that they're like family. And early in my career, I was very much about driving people, pushing them hard, getting the results that we wanted. And today, I'm more about how do I help them just be better? Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, people have naturally grown with the organization and been more committed, and they've grown closer to me. Mm -hmm. So the more I serve others, the more they naturally come in. And it's 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 a great feeling. And for those listeners who who may not be aware of what the responsibilities of Mayor of Ocala um, is in this community, can you explain a little bit more about what the role entails? Sure. Your number one responsibility is to oversee our police department, which we have an amazing police department. We're the fourth safest place to live in the country, so I think they're doing their job well. Mm -hmm. So my job will be to support them and serve them. Um, You also have the ability to veto anything that becomes comes before city council. Um, So really, you almost have like the last say. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, um, which I, one of the things that really intrigued me about the position is you have a lot of influence, right, Mm -hmm. Um, as the mayor. And I want to use that influence to do good and to help our community be better. Mm-hmm. So as a mayor, you can you can make a call, open any door, you can get people in a room, you can talk about issues, and you can really make a po- lot of positive change. Mm-hmm. And I know one of the things um, that the mayor often gets as well is that they're sometimes the first person to get a phone call, right, when, oh, yeah. there's, when there's a challenge or, or something that 
you know, folks in our community are seeing. Um, and, and that's going to be a big part of it as well is sometimes you're going to be the one that that'll need to escalate that to the to the right departments or, or the folks that need to to make a decision. Absolutely. I, I already get the calls now. Yeah. You know, so and I, it's almost like I had practice for years going up to this because I've helped so many people uh, struggling with addiction. They would call me someone mm-hmm. struggling to find work. I have a lot of connections. Uh, you know, it, it, it really was almost like a training ground the last several years because I was so involved in the community to get Mm -hmm. ready for this position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you balance that? I'm sure it's hard when you get a phone call and, and you, you want to immediately jump in and say, yeah, let me roll up my sleeves and and handle it. But how do you balance it when it may be something that, that you can't fix right away? Yeah. I think you need to know, um, one of the things that I'm really good at is knowing my resources Mm -hmm. and connecting people. And I think that'll be, that's a big part of the job too, is knowing who in the community can actually, who can help these people. So, um, I, I try to use the resources in the community and just connect people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you studied uh, criminal justice at the College of Central Florida before starting your career in the fitness industry. Um, but you remained uh, very active working with, with law enforcement as, as owner of Zone. Um, so explain to me a little bit more about how you've, you've stayed supportive of our, our first responders and, and what you've done um, as a business owner. Yeah. So my grandfather who raised me was a retired New York City police officer. And I looked up to him so much. I used to hear his stories and said I always wanted to be in law enforcement. Obviously, I took a different career path, but I still have so much respect for them. Um, I've had the opportunity to do ride-alongs and just see what they go through every day. Mm-hmm. And they truly are amazing. So any way that I can support them and be there for them, I am. And um, we, we just, we love supporting them because they, the work they do every day to keep us safe is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any particular initiatives that, that you want to highlight that, that recently have created some partnerships for you? Um, I would tell you, um, one of the things that I'm proud of, we started the Greg Graham uh, Legacy Fund after Greg passed away. He was an amazing servant and police chief in our community. Um, we started this fund to not only make sure that his legacy lived on, but to support the things that were important to Greg. Mm-hmm. So we've used the, that fund to um, help people battling addiction. We've also scholarshiped firefighters that couldn't afford to go to fire college. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've started to look at ways how we could help uh, for officers who want to be able to become police officers. But I'm really um, excited about that that organization and what we've been able to do and the results we've been able to get. Mm-hmm. And that's wonderful because you're also helping develop that talent pipeline for for both um, police officers and firefighters, which is a and uh, both professions we desperately need folks to continue choosing um, to serve our community and obviously stay in our community after graduating from from fire college or or wherever they choose to continue their education. Absolutely, that's wonderful. And and what do you think is the top challenge facing local law enforcement agencies today? Yeah, I think. It- it's um, retention and uh, recruitment. Mm-hmm. If you were to talk to our police chief, that's what he would tell you. And I think across the country, I'm sure they're dealing with the same thing. I think we have an upper hand because we love having officers in the state of Florida. We obviously in the same thing in Ocala. Mm-hmm. And we've recruited officers from outside our state, but we still need more. I mean, the way that our city's growing, um, we need to be able to recruit at a higher level and then also retain. We lose our officers after about three or four years in the job because they're recruited by the public sector Mm. or maybe some of the stresses that they go through trying to raise a family, it's really hard on them. So we have to figure out creative ways to be able to retain them also. Yeah. And what would you like to see in terms of um, the support that we can provide for officers so that, um, you know, we're helping with things with uh, like PTSD or or some of the um, stresses that they have on the job and dealing with those that may be struggling with mental health or addiction? Yeah, I think we've started. um, I know the hospital district has started to fund 
programs to really help these guys, but they got to want to talk about it and get mm-hmm. the help. I think the unique opportunity I have is my perspective coming from struggling with mental illness and drug addiction. I think being able to share with those guys that courage comes when you speak about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think continuing just to um, make sure that they know that you can talk, you can ask for help, and that we are there for you, and then make sure that those resources are available and they feel safe to be able to take advantage of those resources. Well, and and as we look at at not just public safety, um, but your campaign platform focused a lot on on prioritizing mental and physical health, as well as preparing for strategic growth um, in the city and the county. So, so you shared in a recent interview that Marion County is ranked in the bottom third in the state of Florida for overall citizen health, which is is pretty startling. So, what do you hope to do as mayor to address that? Yeah, and I saw an article the other day that it rated us the most unhealthy city in the state of Florida. And wow. it just it broke my heart to see that. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, you know, when you think about it, is it really a coincidence that I'm coming in as the next mayor with 25 years of experience in the health and fitness industry? So yeah. I'm really excited about that. So some of the ideas I have is... Um, is really educating people the importance of it. A lot of times when people want to make a change is when it's almost too late, like something serious has happened. I really mm-hmm. want to educate people that don't wait until that moment. Let's make the change now. And mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have to be something like joining a gym. Obviously, we would love to see people in gyms, but walking, getting out with mm-hmm. the family, being active, those are all things that we can do. We have beautiful parks in our community that we need to start, I think, engaging people more and getting people out. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will do as a mayor is form committees spe- specifically focused on my initiatives And then I will bring the best people in from the community that focus on these areas. And we will build a plan around really making a dent in these issues. Mm -hmm. And I think a huge piece of it, too, is I I think when sometimes folks look at at, um, goal setting for their health um, or even their mental health, um, it may seem like too big of a task. Right. And that sometimes setting small goals um, is really what gets people to kind of see that change. But then also that sense of community. And I think that's part of of especially during the pandemic, we may have lost some of that sense of community where you feel like you have that support structure. And um, and I think that's what is great about joining a gym or being part of a group that walks together um, is you have that sense of community and have those folks that can help you stay accountable. Yeah. I would tell you after COVID, that was one of the biggest things we heard. We were shut down for, I think, 45 days. Mm. And when people came back, that's what they said they missed the most is mm-hmm. the interaction with others. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, you're exactly right. That community is such an important part of the success in that journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wasn't going to talk too much about COVID, but you referenced 45 days closed yeah. as a business owner. Um, how was that? Uh, how did you get through those days and, and, and try and look and, and see like, hey, there's a light at the end of this tunnel. You know, we're going to get through this. I'll tell you, it wasn't easy. Um, We're part of a a group of health club owners across the country. So we were talking every day of Mm -hmm. strategies and different things that we could do. But, you know, I think leaders step up during tough times. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we called all our employees in and said, we're going to be here for you. We're even though we're shut down, we're going to make sure that we take care of you. We'll serve the community during this time. We we had uh, resources available, cleaning supplies. We had food in our cafe that we knew it was going to go bad. So we said, let's feed first responders. Let's get mm-hmm. out our cleaning supplies to people who need it. Let's take advantage of this time to update our facility and have people painting. And so we kept people in work, and we came together as mm-hmm. an organization. And um, I think it made us better in the end. So obviously, we've talked a little bit about your own struggles overcoming um, substance abuse addiction as a young adult. And I know that it guides a lot of the work that you do at Zone in providing folks that second chance. So tell me more about how you've provided that opportunity as a local business owner to your team members. Sure. We we um, 
do know a lot of the treatment centers around the, uh, the area. I will mm-hmm. tell you, even just a lot of our members are in recovery. They come mm-hmm. in. Um, there is a place down the bay, um, down Zone Plaza, that is actually a place where people go for meetings. But mm-hmm. um, it was just important to me, knowing that I got a second chance when mm-hmm. I was in my struggle, to be able to help people. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of our staff that have come either um, – from a, maybe a treatment program or have struggled at some aspect of their life, and we've given them a chance. Mm-hmm. And they're always so grateful, and they always give their all. And I'll, th- I'll tell you, the thing that I enjoy the most is watching them develop into their full potential. Mm-hmm. It truly is awesome. I love it. And not all business owners would take that chance, right? They may be afraid to hire somebody um, with a past addiction or, you know, a past um, arrest. You know, what would you say to them if they're, if they're kind of unsure if that's the right direction to go? Yeah, and I tell you, listen, we've had our struggles along the way. It hasn't been all mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I would tell you the instances that has been great have significantly outweighed the ones that have not. In fact, I have uh, some people that are um, very high up in the organization that started off as a cleaning person mm-hmm. and have worked their way up. And to me, that is just, it's so worth it to see that. And the difference they have made has been, tre- it's tremendous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, how would you describe your your leadership style? Yeah, I would tell you in the past, I was very much authoritative. I would mm-hmm. I'd be on you, push you, push you to the limit. Uh, nothing ever uh, would make me happy. It was always about what the next step is. And along the way, I burnt a lot of people out, frustrated a lot of people. And I really was not a great leader. I really mm-hmm. was not. It took someone very close to me telling me, you're, you're not a great leader, Ben. And it really hurt me. Wow. And I wanted to be a great leader. I just thought that that was the way to do it. And what I realized is that when I serve people and truly care for them, that's when people will follow you, when they know that you care. Mm -hmm. So it was about three or four years ago that I made that shift, and I would consider myself a servant leader, is that I am truly someone that wants to help someone be the best that they can be. Mm -hmm. And that always comes first. And then that naturally causes the the people that you're with to naturally want to come closer to you and follow you. Mm Mm-hmm. And what a friend to be able to have that honest conversation with you and give you that advice and for you to be able to receive it, right? And Yeah, I'm sure. And sometimes we have to have tough conversations like that with with our employees as well, where we may look and say, you know, hey, I know know you could be better. I know you could do that next step, but you got to give it just that little additional effort. And, and, you know, sometimes that's a, that's a, not an easy conversation for a new leader or a new business owner to have, um, because they don't want to burn those bridges. Right. And, and they, you know, they want to inspire folks to, to, uh, to do better. Yeah. My employees Mm -hmm. used to have a communication method that when I pulled up in the parking lot that they would let them know I was there and they were, they'd be fearful. They wouldn't want me there. Right. Yeah. Today they look forward to it, like mm-hmm. they get excited, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. They're happy to be at work, mm-hmm. and they're able to focus on their job and be successful and really impact people's lives because we make them feel great. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, that's wonderful. And what um, what have you found the most challenging as a business owner during this what nine years at, of Zone Health and Fitness? Yeah, I would tell you early on, I would used to think it was managing people. Mm-hmm. Now I enjoy that the most, mm-hmm. and uh, really love that. But I would just say just the constant changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can stay in your old ways and eventually that's what happens. A lot of businesses just outrun their time and then they, they shut down because they're not changing. Mm-hmm. You have to be ever changing and looking for what's new and creative, especially in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're just really um, just constantly looking at how can we get better uh, to improve our services so that we can keep our members engaged mm-hmm. and successful along the way. Mm-hmm. 
And in preparing, um, you know, you talk about uh, strategic growth in in your uh, campaign platform. So in preparing for strategic growth, uh, what do you think are the top issues that you're hearing from the community that you hope to address as mayor? Yeah, I mean, you you hear the roadways are starting to get overcrowded, mm-hmm. right? Our school systems, uh, it's it's growing tremendously. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I think it's a bottleneck from five years ago. Like we didn't mm-hmm. realize we were going to have this um, unbelievable amount of growth, yep. right? And growth is good. You want to grow because if you're not growing, you're going backwards. Right. I remember in 2008 when it was the other way and that was way worse, right? Yeah. So I think we just want to be strategic about it and get in front of it, have the right plan. I do see good things happening. You know, mm-hmm. we have city, county, school board all meeting together now. So we just need to continue to do more of that so that we're all on the same page, building the right infrastructure to support this growth. And I look as myself as a good leader and being a, a voice for the community to really make sure that we're we're making the right adjustments and changes as we continue to grow. Yeah, yeah. And what other businesses or services would you like to see come to the city of Ocala? Yeah, I mean, I think the one that was on my heart right now is the Women's Domestic Violence Shelter. We recently mm-hmm. lost the Women's Domestic Violence Shelter, right? We do mm-hmm. have services still in our community, mm-hmm. but I want to bring a new shelter into the community, one that really that really takes care of these women and that is a place that they could feel proud of when they're in there. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had the opportunity to visit a couple um, outside of our community that I think are great facilities. So Mm -hmm. that'd be something I really want to make sure that we have. I think we're three times the national average on domestic violence in our community. So we need a great center for that. Um, So that'll be something that I really want to work hard on and make sure that we get in place. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and obviously a priority that's that's immediate, um, given the changes that we've had here. Um, What advice would you give to other leaders who may consider running for public office? Because this was obviously the first time you've run and and have been successful, which is wonderful, but I'm sure it it wasn't all easy and and took a lot of thought and consideration. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is surround yourself with good people. I had a great campaign team, um, but also the thing that I, I really was very honest and transparent about who I was. I think mm-hmm. sometimes that it's easy to get caught up into being what everybody else wants you to be. I just wanted to be real, mm-hmm. and if the community liked that, then it was a good fit. So I just think be real. Mm-hmm. and be transparent about what you want to accomplish, who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of skeletons in my closet, so I just shared them all yeah. and put it out there. I understand. So today is a, a special day for you and Zone, um, celebrating nine years today. Um, how, are, how are you celebrating? So we have a, a essentially a birthday party at the gym on Pine, and we have food and giveaways, mm-hmm. and uh, we're doing a fundraiser for the American Heart Association. And um, it's just a thank you. Like we're mm-hmm. there with our members thanking them. I'm there all day mm-hmm. and uh, we're just appreciating them for, for being with us. And we have a lot of members who are bit with us since the beginning, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And and you referenced the American Heart Association. I know you've served on a number and continue to serve on a number of nonprofit boards in the community and, and you're frequently um, utilizing Zone as a vehicle to, to obviously support the community um, through your, giving your members the opportunity to support. Um, but what's one nonprofit you'd like to highlight for the show today? Well, the one that is on my mind right now um, is Cut Different. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I have been spending a lot of time in the northwest side of town. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of issues that they're dealing with. The gun violence. You see young kids that are committing murders. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting involved in the wrong things. What I really love about this organization, and it's really impacting uh, that community and, mm-hmm. and, and teaching these youth that they can become something and, mm-hmm. and really modeling for them. And I really love that. And I think those, those guys, Jamie and Miles, really are doing a great job. And um, I look forward to growing that program so that we can make even a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. And talk a little bit about, um, so Cut Different, um, what what they do and who they serve. 
Yeah, so they specifically work with the black youth in the in the west side of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, all over Marion County, if you can get, uh, you know, to the location that they serve. But mm-hmm. they also go into the school systems. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just about teaching them that they they have hope. They they bring them to colleges. They introduce mm-hmm. them to businesses in the community. Uh, they teach them values. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they really, it's it's amazing what they're doing for them. I mean, I look at that program and wish I had something like mm-hmm. that growing up. And yeah. uh, they're just doing a great job with them. Wonderful. And, yeah. and we'll include a, a link on, on the episode page um, for folks to learn a little bit more about um, Cut Different and, and, and what they do. Absolutely. And now a word from our sponsor. Hello, this is Jeremiah Blocker with the Douglas Law Firm. We are a full-service law firm with many practice areas to serve your particular needs. We are located in downtown Ocala at 110 North Magnolia Avenue. Coming from a seventh-generation family here in Ocala, I am honored for our law firm to partner with the CEP to bring you these podcasts. We hope you enjoy. So this is my favorite part of the show. We end with our lightning round questions. Um, So just uh, have a little bit of fun and get to know you a little bit better, Ben. So what uh, trait do you value most from your team members? Um, I think it's their caring heart, just Mm -hmm. how they go out of the way to serve others. Um, And when I talk to people, that's the thing that they tell me most about my staff. They they tell me they're just so caring and um, they are constantly serving the members. Best part about living in Ocala? Um, the people. My dad is actually in town. I shared with you. He's from New York. He mm-hmm. said, when you come to Ocala, it's different. People mm-hmm. truly do care. You know, mm-hmm. you can feel that. And I think it's it's that spirit of just caring in our community. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first job and what did you learn from that experience? So I worked at Scotty's Hardware. Um, yes. It was a hardware store back in the day. And mm-hmm. I learned all the things not to do. I was a horrible <laughs> employee. I really was. Yeah, yeah. So there is, a, yes, you can change and grow through those instances. But yeah. I learned all the things that you shouldn't do as an employee. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay. So maybe, maybe some of the things, right, as, as you look out for now and you say, no, nope, we're not going yeah. <laughs> to go down that road. Right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got to have a first job. Though, yes. So. Um, and who is a leader that, that you admire and look up to? Um, I'm sure you know Harvey Vandeman. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing I love about Harvey is, he, first of all, he's so humble. Mm-hmm. And everything about Harvey, everything he do does is about serving others. Mm-hmm. So because he does that, everybody just naturally wants to be around Harvey. They want anything that Harvey asks, you're going to do, mm-hmm. because he truly has a heart to really just take care of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Ben, uh, so much for being on the show today. Again, we have uh, Ben Marciano, mayor-elect for the city of Ocala. He'll be starting his term in December. Yes. Um, and he is the uh, proud owner of Zone Health and Fitness, which is celebrating nine years. So thank you for being on the show, Ben. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Catalyst, hosted by the Ocala Metro Chamber and Economic Partnership, sponsored by Douglas Law Firm and recorded live at Wiley Productions Podcast Studios. New episodes, guests, and perspectives on leadership premiere twice a month. Follow us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Have a suggestion for a future guest? Email us at thecatalyst at ocalacep.com.